Welcome to Past the Blue Milk, where we take a deep dive into the Star Wars comic books. I'm Jessica. And I'm Chris. And this week, we're going to be talking about Age of Republic, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, oh. we're into Obi-Wan. Yes, we are, finally. No more Darth Maul. No more Darth Maul. For a little bit. <laughs> this was from uh, 2019. 19. And uh, this is also written by the aforementioned in the last couple episodes, so I will not get into their bibliographies, but Jody Hauser, also the writer. Okay. And pencils also by Corey Smith and Wilton Santos. And the colors, again, were by Yava Tartaglia. Okay. So consistent. Sweet. And I noticed the artwork has been pretty much consistent throughout yeah. all these. So And the story kind of is consistent as well for yes. that writer. What's the, her name again? Jody Hauser. Jody Hauser, yes. Yes, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like her a lot. I can, uh, when you're reading it, you kind of get that little feminine touch to the writing as far as it being a little deeper yeah i would say definitely touches on the emotions more more definitely more so than darth maul did but it's uh it's overall it's it's really this is probably one of the better ones we've read so far i think so too is it because of the uh material the um especially when you put it into the context that we know of obi-wan agreed especially now that we have the obi-wan series yeah these Uh, last couple pages of this one yeah this this one was really good um, yeah. I like this one, especially you know, towards the end. But uh, digressing, we'll start from the beginning. We'll talk about more at the end. Yep. Uh, the story starts out um, with a very young Anakin. Probably, I'm sorry, very young Obi-Wan. He's probably about four, maybe five or six, seven years old. Ten just the, a wee lad. Just a wee lad. Uh, ten at the uh, absolute very, very most. Uh, but he's learning about the Force, and then mm-hmm. it turns out that that's actually just a memory. Right. And he's actually mem- remembering that. And we're introduced to young Anakin, very young Anakin Skywalker. I'd say this, uh, which puts a time frame. I would say soon after episode one. No more than two years past episode one. Maybe right. a year after episode one. He's still pre- he's still very young. He's still yes. a kid. Yeah. I'd say maybe 14 at the absolute most. I think, what was he, like 10 or 11 at the, in episode one? I think and, he's 10. 10. So he's about, he's an adolescent. Yeah. Probably about 12, I would say. 12 at the very most, I would say. And uh, anyways, and so uh, Anakin, I'm sorry, Obi-Wan is lamenting that uh, Qui-Gon is no longer around to help. Yep, he has another flashback. He has another flashback, and uh, he gets a message from a um, one of the um, Jedi workers or another Jedi master or whatever. Mm-hmm. Her uh, name's uh, Master Tosan. Tosan. Do you know uh, what race she was? She is Zygeria. Zygeria. Yeah, she looks a little cat-like. Yeah, a little. Um, they said there was a, a Republic archaeology team on the, on the planet uh, Dalinor. Um, it's not a Republic. The archaeology planet. team on planet Dalinor, which is not a Republic planet, and they may have discovered a holocron, and originally Anakin was going to be left behind. Right. Yeah, so he was, um, Obi-Wan says that he'll be left behind to train with the other Padawans. Uh, Anakin, of course, laments this because he said, I get stuck with the little kids. Mm-hmm. Um However, he's behind on his training as far as that goes. Correct. He might be older than them, but he's further behind on his training. He's behind it, but he, and he's but he yet he's ahead in other ways. Right. Um. And Yoda actually is when it changes his mind. Uh, originally. Yes. Yeah. I know. That was that was a surprise. That was the uh, plot twist, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um. That Yoda and he mentions he's like, but you were the one of the, the one of the ones that voted against Anakin becoming right. a Jedi, and now you're telling me you take him. And Yoda's like, well. He's here. Might as well make the best of it, you know? He he says something. Um, so Obi-Wan says he understands, Anakin understands that he came to us far later than any of the other initiates. 
that he still has much to learn on his path to becoming a Jedi. And Yoda says, true this is, but his master's belief in him, he also needs. So Yoda recognizes that there's some hesitation with Obi-Wan. Something is holding him back in training Anakin and being like fully involved right. in the training and i think that's one reason why he pushes him to take anakin with him yeah i mean yoda's kind of like well you know don't half-ass anything whole asset <laughs> <laughs> um you know he's like he's your padawan make the best of it do what you can i mean we didn't want him here to begin with but now that he's here okay cool he says if train him you must young kenobi train him well right so Yoda still has this hesitancy about Anakin being trained, but he says to him, well, if you've got to do it, right. you have to do it well. Don't, right. like you said. Do it right. Yes. So he agrees, mm-hmm. and they take him on, a, on, on, the, on the ship, and they're going there, and uh, Anakin asks if he could fly it, and, and, and Obi-Wan's like, yeah. No. When we get Not closer. Yet. When we get closer, <laughs> you can. Um, so they go to the planet, and uh, Dalinor, and they meet the Twi'lek archaeologist. She is not Twi'lek. She's not? She's Togruta. It's the same species as uh, Ahsoka. Oh, my bad. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to all the Ahsoka fans I just pissed <laughs> off. Uh, and it turns out that the archaeologist tells them that they're having trouble with pirates. Right. Yar. <laughs> oh, hey, show me the booty. Walk oh, the plank with you. So anyways, uh, the pirates come. And Obi-Wan goes in and looks at the holocron. He tells Anakin to wait outside and keep watch. Yes. So while he's looking at that, Anakin or Anakin busts in and says, the pirates are here. They must have followed the ship. Yes. And they go out and Obi-Wan introduces himself. Well, first of all, he does his famous hello there. Yes. I was like, of course they included this <laughs> into the comic book. He had to do that little nod yep. there. Little fan service, you know. Exactly. But he sees the uh, his name is Hudso Shaku. And yes. they appear to be like bird-like humanoids. I don't think it's ever really explained. No, I looked. I looked him up in the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I always like to look up the species. Sure, just, you know, and it does say unidentified spe- species that he's just native to Dalinor. Okay, they basically are like humanoids. Right, probably they look about like birds. Six feet tall, on average, and they, they have like bird-like heads. And They're beaks. very colorful, and so is that beast that he's riding on. Yeah. He's like teal with purple feathers or fur. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you can tell the Tartaglia had a uh, fun time with that, with the coloring on these guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so the pirate sees him and he says, you know, I'll, t- I'll take what's mine. And Obi-Wan's like, we are peaceful, but we will defend ourselves. Yes. And he lights up his lightsaber and the pirate's like, okay, forget that. Forget I want, that holocron. I want, I want the sword. I want that laser sword. <laughs> and... um. Obi-Wan's like, mm, no, Mm-mm. no, no, never going to get it. So and we, fight scene, <laughs> fight scene after fight scene after fight scene, long fight scene. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan manages to fight them all off without killing a single one. Right. He uh, the worst casualties are probably a couple broken ribs. And the uh, leader grabs Anakin, puts his knife to the throat. Mm-hmm. And then what was your opinion on this? OK, a, bu- a, bu- a bunch of rocks came and hit the leader in the back of the head, knocking him out. Right, Hudso. Hudso. I think Anakin did that because it said, you handled yourself admirably, Anakin. You have nothing to apologize for. And then he said, I froze up. I let myself get caught. No, right. But if you go before that, the page before, at, where it really hits the rocks. Yeah. 
And he says, go ahead and read it, what he says at the very bottom left panel on that page. Now you can gather your comrades and leave this camp in peace, or my apprentice can continue his training. Right. So that leads me to believe that it was Anakin was the one that summoned the rocks and hit him in the back of the head. But if you look at the next panel, it kind of looks like the rocks are coming from Obi-Wan. I can't tell. Oh, you mean down here? Yeah, on the bottom right. looks like With his hands out? Yeah. So I can't tell if it came from Obi-Wan yeah. or Anakin. Um, but up here, Anakin has his eyes closed, like he's concentrating on the Force as the rocks are coming up behind Hudso. Okay. So I do kind of think that it's Anakin, because it, earlier on in the book as well, he that's what they're working on in the training, is lifting rocks. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what the, okay. the Force training is for everybody. Let's learn how to lift rocks. Right. So I think it's Anakin. Okay, I think it's I, I'm I'm I, I think it's Anakin too, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's kind of a, a little bit on the ambiguous side where, there. Yeah, if any listeners have read this comic book, yeah, come please. follow us on Instagram and leave your opinion. Please do. Yeah, <laughs> at past the blue milk. <laughs> so it, I, I, I mean, it's probably come from Anakin. It may just be like the the way it was drawn. Maybe it looks like it came from. Right. But it doesn't really. Maybe it's supposed to be that way. Maybe you can kind of interpret it yourself. Yeah, maybe. Well, we know Anakin's disappointed in in him himself because he feels like i wasn't paying attention i let my guard down i got captured and got myself in that sticky situation mm-hmm. he does and he says he wasn't ready and that uh, obi-wan says that he f- um that you were ready mm-hmm. and they long before today right now it's important to note that uh, we forgot to mention this part but earlier in the and they, they had a conversation uh when they were on the on the on the spaceship while they were traveling to the planet is so obi-wan mentions that uh to anakin that qui-gon jen was the better teacher yes than he was and anakin assumes that he means that obi-wan is not happy with and he feels that he got stuck with anakin mm-hmm. and then he's not that's not what i meant after all the fighting is over they get the holocron they're back on the ship obi-wan says that I didn't mean that I didn't want to be your trainer. I felt like I'm maybe not good enough. Yes. He says, what you said earlier about me being stuck with you as an apprentice, I suppose I felt that it was you who was stuck with me as your teacher. Right. So throughout this whole book, Obi-Wan is struggling with the fact that he feels like he's too young to have an apprentice. Yeah. That... He wasn't ready. And, and I also think that you get that from the end of episode one. Right. You know, like he knows that he's he feels inadequate. Yes. As a teacher. Yeah, he feels inadequate. And then, you know, he, and then he um, admits he a really, really good line that maybe the master and the Padawan are actually both students. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And I can absolutely 100% relate to this at my as job. As a trainer. As a, when, I, when I train people at my job. Mm-hmm. Then I can relate that the best way to really, really, really know something is to teach it. Is to, exactly, is to teach it. You know, I found out that there's so much that I didn't know mm-hmm. about my job, like a lot of little things, which can turn into big things. Right. That once I started teaching it, it made me better at my job, which made the other people that I was training better at their job. Right. So that is a very, very true line. True I can relate line. to that as well. Teaching, I've taught people photography before, and it. it it reiterates what you know, honestly, and it gives you some confidence when you have to teach it to somebody else and you're like, oh, I actually do know what I'm doing. Yes. 
and I do and I do know how to do my job mm-hmm. and how to teach somebody else. Sure. I like this line that he says, Qui-Gon or I guess it's um Obi-Wan thinking to himself, Qui-Gon Jinn was a great Jedi. He still fell before the Sith. Mm-hmm. And then he says, If I couldn't help save a great master, how could I save a Padawan? Right. Exactly. Like that's some foreshadowing. That is. <laughs> And then at the very end, Obi-Wan says, I will not fail him again. I know. Well, we know how that turned out. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) That is like, I don't know. He says, I do make a I did make a promise after all. You know, where he promises Qui-Gon that he will train him. And knowing how that goes, it just, it it can't help but like pull at your heartstrings and feel and have empathy for Obi-Wan because obviously we see already from the beginning Mm -hmm. he is struggling with is he adequate enough as a teacher you know and then making this promise to not fail him I think it makes sense now why Obi-Wan went into hiding and then you know with the new show that just came out how he it took him so long to pick up his lightsaber again I know yeah like after seeing this show and then going back and reading this Mm -hmm. it hits a hell of a lot harder yes like now it makes sense you know people complain um i think people's one of one of the biggest complaints about the show is that it's kind of slow and that obi-wan is there's more to him Mm -hmm. but if you take into consideration things like this like if you've read the comic books if you've read the books Mm because like i said i read that brotherhood book recently it would make sense like he already felt inadequate as i mentioned and then you know anakin turns to the dark side he has to Mm. feel like a complete failure oh yeah i mean Honestly, the same people that are saying the show went too slow are the same people that are saying that Lord of the Rings movies was didn't stay true to the books. Oh, I know. If they had stayed true to the books, Lord of the Rings would have been a musical. Right. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Well, there's always... I mean, that's... That's the beauty of movies, music, TV shows. They're subjective. They are. Absolutely. People are going to love, some people are going to love them. Some people are going to hate them. Some people will feel indifferent. Yes. But that's the beauty of it. The The wrong thing to do is to gatekeep and think that your opinion is the only opinion. Right. Because uh, everybody uh, knows uh, that uh, my opinion is the only opinion. The Last Jedi. Yeah. My... It's not that bad of a movie. <laughs> um. Not that good of a movie. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we will agree to disagree on this, yes. okay? Yes. Don't gatekeep, because the only opinion that matters is mine. Uh, of course. Christopher. I, I kid. I kid. <laughs> but overall, what would you rate this book? This book was really, really good, especially towards the end when it got very introspective. So mm-hmm. I would give this book a solid four and a half in both writing and art. Mm-hmm. I would give it a 4.75. Nice. In writing, uh, probably a four in art. There's nothing really significant in it as far as the artwork goes for me. But I love Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. I think I'm an emotional person. You you obviously know this about me. I'm a sensitive person. Mm-hmm. I feel very strongly other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan is one of those characters that I feel like is very deep, Well, introspective. You know, uh, when, we, when, I was, when we were growing up or when I was growing up, Obi-Wan Kenobi to me was always Sir Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. But after the prequels came, I mean, it just, when I think of Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor is, is yes. what, who I picture. Mm-hmm. He took that role and he owned it. Mm-hmm. He absolutely owned it. And I will say this now and I will always say this, the qu- prequels, 
they had their problems. Yes. They did have their issues. Um, they had, you know, people talk about, you know, well, yeah, uh, Jar Jar Binks, blah, blah. You know what? In the original trilogy, we had the freaking Ewoks. All right. So just, just. I like the Ewoks. I do too. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's their kids. It's intended for yeah, kids. Yeah, they were intended It's for a kids kid. movie, man. They were intended for kids. <laughs> um, but the CGI was pretty bad mm-hmm. in, in Attack of the Clones. But I will say this. The best part of those movies was hands down, in my opinion, Ewan McGregor's acting. Yeah. He took those roles and he acted some of the bad dialogue, which is unfortunate because Hayden Christensen, also a very good actor, unfortunately didn't have the chops to outact the bad dialogue. I mean, wasn't that the first, weren't those the first movies he was Yeah, ever pretty in? much. I mean, I he mean, was a couple little things before that, but uh, Broken Glass or Looking Glass, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. I don't a, know if that was before that, though. I think it was after. I think it was after. And it was, it, he was decent in it, but unfortunately he I couldn't. mean, episode three, Hayden Christensen is really good in that one. Oh, yeah. But again, you know, he's really good. He's like, he's really good. It's like the best triple-A hitter going up against a major league Hall of Fame pitcher. I also have to, I, I know we're going off on a tangent here. This is just what's going to happen in this podcast, okay? Yeah. I also think to myself, like Hayden Christensen, well, Anakin's character. Like if you think of him in the context of like, he was a slave who didn't spend much time with other, I mean, he had a few of those characters kid friends that were like cheering him on in the pod race i don't know i just feel like the way he was portrayed made sense when you think of the context of his character mm-hmm. only being around adults and having been a slave and like his he was building a robot like he was the nerdy kid. yeah I, 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 and, and i could kind of relate to that because yeah. you know when growing up i was the kid that really didn't it's not that I didn't get along with other kids that were my age. It's just that I couldn't relate to the kids that were my age. Right. Uh, whenever I would go on like Boy Scout trips or camping or whatever, I would always like go ahead and hang out with the leaders because right. they were adults. And, and for some reason, I related to them more so than it did other kids. I don't know why. I mean, maybe may, it, may it came across as being snobby, which I wasn't. Right. Um, I just couldn't relate and I was awkward. Still, still am, but um, I don't know. But yeah, I could kind of relate to that. He never had a peer group. Yeah, of his I mean, own. think about it. Like even in this comic book we just read, like he complains about being with the kids when they're close to his age. Yeah, like it's not like they're all like little babies, and he's stuck with them. But he wants to be with the adults, and he wants to be, and he's whiny. Like it, at least is consistent. I hate like, sand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But he's whiny as a kid in episode one, and he's whiny as, like, a teenager. But doesn't that make sense? He's a teenager. Mm -hmm. But then episode three, he's not. I mean, he's growing up, but it it gets better because he's growing up. Yeah. And learning to make his own decisions. And you actually see the conflict in him. Unfortunately, he made bad decisions. He made bad decisions, of course, out of love. Yeah, you know. But he wasn't taught what love was. No. He was just told not to do it. Exactly. So, and, I mean, what's what the are first you going to do with you tell a teenager what, what, they, what they, they can't do? What do they do? What's right. the first thing to do? That thing that you're told <laughs> <Right>. not to do. <laughs> yeah, I really liked this book. And I'm excited to read the Anakin and Obi-Wan series mm-hmm. that will we have coming up. Yes. So this takes us to... Oh, that's what we're... Okay. What we're reading next is Obi-Wan and Anakin. It's the mini series number one through five, which I have. Yep. In paper. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we are in the the little bit between episode one and episode two. So we have Obi Wan and Anakin will be our next episode, and then Count Dooku, 
Mm-hmm. We have one book for him and Django Fett. Oh, cool. Is another one. And then that takes us to episode two. Okay, cool. Yep. And then we have Mace Windu miniseries. Nice. Which is pretty good. So that's what we have to look forward to in the coming weeks. Yes. Very good. Well. That's it for this episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Tell your friends. You can find us on Instagram at Past the Blue Milk and Facebook as well, Past the Blue Milk. And we will have a surprise announcement next week. Ooh. Or do you want to tell them now? No. We'll tell them. We'll tell them next week. Okay. We'll tell them next week. We'll tell them next week. All right. So it's not a surprise. We, we have an announcement next week. <laughs> <laughs> if you skip this episode, it's going to be a surprise. So don't skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Take care. Thank you.